Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the podcast, the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. With me, it is I, your girl, Michaela J, here to teach you how to manifest your next level looks life. Welcome back to another episode. Today's is really fun because I sat down with my best friend, Caleb, who has been on the podcast before, and we recorded a full episode just talking about self-love, boundaries, communication, intimacy, We're going to tell you about our secret thing called the list that we made when we were in Miami. And we're really just letting you guys have a sneak peek into the conversations that we've been having a lot lately. They're so valuable that every time I like leave hanging out with Caleb or going on a trip because we travel together a lot, I'm like, oh my God, we need to record this. It is just absolute gold. And also just like goals as fuck with your best friend, right? Um, We all love Caleb. I know he's going to listen to this. I love you. You guys have seen him so much on my Instagram and in our other episodes. So really excited for you guys to jump into all of that. We are giving you all the things that we love doing for our self-care rituals. We're talking about how you can tie it in with your love languages, which has been something we've talked about on the podcast. We're bringing communication into it. You guys are going to love this episode. It's just like sitting down with a couple of besties, a good time. So before we jump in my little life update for the week, I'm actually headed to Nebraska this weekend. I'm super excited. Going to see my friends, going to hang out this weekend, a really cool quick trip. Later this month, I actually might be heading to Paris um, for filming stuff for the documentary. So she is a travel bug once again. I'm absolutely loving being able to jet set once again in the world. So super exciting, but really big life. Well, not really big life update, but big deal for me is something I have been focusing on recently is really kind of reinventing my life, reinventing myself, setting new goals, having new visions and and just leveling up all of the vibes. And so part of that, I love to tie in a physical aspect to it because I think that really grounds the energy into something. So when I have been reinventing myself recently, I have actually done a lot more shopping. Um, I have, I love this store in Southern California called Crossroads. It's like a secondhand, sort of like a buy, sell, trade kind of store. And they have the best stuff there. So I just went on a shopping spree last weekend and bought a ton of new clothes, a bunch of new workout clothes that I felt like my next level self would wear. And my little tip for this is I have two different boards for this. Okay. So I have like a saved board on Instagram of my fitness inspo. And so in there I'll like save different photos of like fitness models and like different workout sets that they have that I like. And then I can look for pieces based off of that. And then for my own personal style in the day to day, I have my Pinterest board and it's literally called rich aunt who is always on vacay and it's a private board. So I'm sorry you cannot peek into it and steal the vibes, um, but you can make your own. And I just label it that because that's kind of the vibe I go for. Like the rich aunt who's like just living at the Ritz Carlton basically. And so when I go shopping, I have both of these boards up and I'm like, when I'm looking through things, I am always referencing the boards. And when I pick up a piece, I think about the different outfits I can put together. So Love that. I've been eating a lot of different foods lately. I've been eating more food lately because I've been training really hard. And I just love asking myself, like, what would my next level self be eating? How often would she be eating? What kind of foods is she eating? And even asking my body specifically, like, what are you craving right now? You know, because we might have foods that like sound good. Like for me, you guys, I am obsessed with tacos. Fun fact, I love tacos. And so I might think for dinner, like, oh, I want tacos. But my body is just like, 
like really craving like a salad. And so then I always lean towards what my body is asking me. So I've been changing around my food, changing around the clothes. And recently, actually just this morning on Instagram, I was asking you guys for your recommendations for your, your favorite skincare products, because I'm like, okay, it's time to have like really glowy skin. And I love like a glowy skin look in the winter, like fall, winter, because everything's like very neutral tone. But if you're like shining bright, like a diamond, quite the vibe. So we're uploading the skincare, all of the things. So I hope this gives you a little bit of inspo and areas of like your life that you can create little level ups, whether that's going to be buying new cute silverware, getting new skincare, a new outfit, even just making those little vision boards. I hope that kind of inspires you of where to take some fun actions. And along with that, our sponsor this week is my Massive Success Bundle, okay? So this is called Mindset Magic and Massive Success. It is a bundle of like, I think it's 12 to 16 different trainings in there, video trainings that I've done on all things mindset, on beginning into spirituality, on understanding manifestation, reinventing your life, reinventing yourself, and stepping into like a hot, rich, and that bitch energy. If you are a beginner to manifestation or if you just love to like revisit the basic principles, this is going to be an amazing bundle for you. I love heading into the fall and winter setting this tone of like a grind season. Like obviously like an aligned hustle, we're taking inspired action. We're not working ourselves to the ground, duh. But it's like a, it's a little bit colder. We're a little bit cozier. I'm wearing my sweater and I'm getting my shit done like a fucking boss. You know, the visual I get in my head is literally like cute, like really nice jeans, a blazer, big sunglasses, high heels and a nice bag and like getting in my nice car and just feeling like a fucking boss. I don't know. I just feel like that's such a fall winter energy. Like summer is like, yeah, I'm hot and I'm running around and I'm having fun. And now it's, it's like, let's go before the end of the year. So this is like one of my favorite bundles to revisit and something that I have been rewatching my own videos on is I'm like, I told you guys kind of in a reinvention phase. So I love coming back to these videos to reinvent myself, tap back into that energy, like massive success, setting those goals, putting my head down, being really focused for the rest of the year. You guys can snag that. Um, I will have it linked in my bio on Instagram. I'm at the Michaela J on Instagram, and it'll also be in the show notes for you under the podcast. But without further ado, let's get into this juicy episode with Caleb. I hope you guys love it, and I will talk to you on the other side. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are joined by my very own best friend. You guys know him. You guys love him. His name is Caleb. He steals the show on Instagram. Welcome to the podcast, Caleb. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on here, Michaela. I always love talking. You're welcome. (laughs) We only do it every day of our lives. (laughs) Yeah, just once a day. Just once a day, a little catch up. Me and Caleb have been wanting to do another episode on the podcast because honestly, every conversation that we have should be recorded and sold because it's absolutely gold and magic and amazing. Amen. Uh, Period to that. So we just got back from a fabulous trip in Miami. Wasn't our favorite place that we have been, but we did have a good time. We had a lot of good chats about things that we were going to spill the tea on in the podcast today. So we're going to be talking a lot about like self-love and intimacy. And this is something that we have been talking about a lot recently and like intimacy uh, issues that we've realized that we've had or like developed from not having such, um, solid examples of like marriages and successful relationships. Uh, We are always focusing on self-love and boundaries has been a big conversation in our lives recently. So we thought it'd be time to spill some good tea on it. Um, And Caleb and I talk about this stuff all the time. So where shall we kick it off? Shall we kick it off with self-love? Is that what we're vibing with? Self-love it is, baby. Self-love. Okay. What are you doing right now? for self-love what am i doing for self-love right now Mm -hmm. let's see um i have been working a lot and so one thing that i've been trying to focus on is having a good like work life balance i know that's such like a that's such like a trendy term that gets thrown around i feel like by hr a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) like to have a good work-life balance but um i've been trying to take it into my own hands a little bit and i've been really trying to figure out like what works for me in order to like, um, what's the saying? Like fill up my cup and like what, 
and also another thing that I've been focusing on as well is trying to um, appreciate myself more and just trying to overall think of myself in a more positive light. Oh, I like the appreciation segment there. Like it's just yeah. appreciating good yeah. things about yourself. I feel like that's something that I really get from just our friendship is like, I don't know, we really appreciate ourselves a lot and we appreciate our friendship a lot. We talk about mm -hmm. it all the time. And we're like, wow, we are just like the best friends. Like we are just such great people. And so therefore like we are just like oh, good yeah. friends to each other. And so I think that always helps me being like, wow, I'm like, I'm such a considerate human. I check Caleb's work schedule every other day. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how that stuff kind of comes up. And like, I totally see that with the appreciation in my own personal life, like with me going to the gym every day, like working out with my trainer, I really appreciate like the hard work I put in. And I also appreciate different things in my day to day. This is just giving you guys examples um, to all the listeners. It's like when I'm working out harder, I need to eat more to sustain all the exercise that I've been doing. And so I've been really good about eating enough lately and making sure I'm getting in like three to five meals a day. Um, and that's something I appreciate because then I get the results I want and the appreciation just spirals in a good way, which really ties back to the principles of law of attraction. A hundred percent it does. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, one thing I feel that I have been trying to do a lot because I know you, Michaela, are really, really good at your journaling. I am not. So, but <laughs> I really, but I really enjoy doing it. I just have not been able to make it a priority. But recently, I've been trying to make a point to get back into it because I feel really good after I do it. And so I always, at the end of my journal entries, I'm always like, I like talk to myself in a weird way. And I'm like, thanks for spending this time with me. And I do like XOXO. And then I sign my name. I do that at the cute. end. Of, I know I do it at the end of every single one of my journal entries in order to just be able to like have that inner conversation with myself and make sure that I am like keeping myself accountable for the good things that I'm doing in my life as well. Oh, that's so golden because I think about everything in life as like a relationship and everybody will know, I talk about this on the podcast all the time. Like I look at money as a relationship, like between you and money, you and every single person in your life, there is some sort of uh, relationship, whether that's romantic or platonic or a family member, your relationship with you and your body, everything is. And so I like that idea of bringing it into your rituals because it's like you having a relationship with your most spiritual self. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Ooh, I love that. Like an XOXO gossip girl. Vibe. Gossip girl. That was the inspo. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's such a vibe. I yeah, journaling is a huge piece of it. And then something you said earlier about like filling up your cup. I have been thinking about this more and more and more lately because something that I've been going through all year long is just like constantly pouring into other people. And it's so true that you literally cannot pour into other people unless your cup is full because what you end up doing is just giving them this half-assed version of yourself and even like we were talking about in Miami we felt like we were dissociating for so much of it like it wasn't mm -hmm. even real and it's like that just showed that we really did need the vacation to just be back in our bodies and like chill the fuck out for five minutes because if we are just constantly pouring into work and everybody in our lives and like having to deal with all of the drama going on like we aren't actually being ourselves. And I was having this conversation with my personal trainer just yesterday. Um, and he was talking about a time where he was really focused on money just because he had to like, had to like get into a hustle phase. Um, and he's like, I didn't feel like I was super aligned because my focus was more in like a have to make ends meet. And I think this is so interesting to bring the conversation of self-love. Cause it's like, when you're just focusing on making ends meet in a relationship, you're not really being yourself. When you're just focused on making ends meet in your life, you don't really have a relationship with yourself because you're just focused on needs and not like what you want and how you want to feel. So this is why self-love is always an important conversation of like how to continue to fill our cup. Yes, I agree. I think, I personally think one of my biggest life lessons that I'm supposed to learn here is to be able to love myself better. I know we've had lots of much more in-depth conversations on this topic, but there was a long period of time where I felt 
or I came to the realization that I was almost living for others. And I never even thought about like what I needed because I was, I just spread myself so thin and just had my priorities um, set differently. And so I'm glad that I have been come so far and been able to overcome that challenge and making sure that I am making time and setting those boundaries with others mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm getting what I need because I and you mm -hmm. are important are just as important as the other people that are around us yeah definitely this is and we all have to look at self-love as almost like this non-negotiable for our lives because mm -hmm. it time for yourself is looked at by some people as a selfish thing but it's not it's actually the least like selfish thing you can do because you're like hi i'm gonna take the evening to take care of myself so i can show up as a better version of me tomorrow for you or like uh i think this is why taking off weekends from work is so important so it's like then you're refreshed when you come back to work on monday if you're working in a traditional sense right so it's like taking that time in the evening after i clock out or on the weekends so I can recharge and refuel, which I think is something that's super interesting with your career in nursing. It's like when you get your weeks off, you are really good about be it being in your zone of like, I'm taking time for me. Do you want to tell listeners like some things that you like to do in your week off to kind of recharge? Oh, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that I found in the last couple of years, or maybe in the last like year or two, is I have really gotten back into reading. I there was a time, so I work nights, and so sometimes my body will just wake up on its own. Sometimes, like, if I have days off, I'll wake up really early or sometimes really late. But when, especially when I wake up early, I find myself just wanting, like, a good read, and I'll, like, go out on my balcony and just, like, sit down for 15, 20 minutes or however long I feel, really, however interesting the book is at the time, and just, like, do some reading or... Um, other times I love going on like walks outside in nature or um, something even as simple as like just doing a face mask or like taking a bath just like can just like make the world of a difference. And um, another thing too, in this is almost like in a weird way, sometimes I find great like self-love and satisfaction from like being like almost being around my people so like mm -hmm. during my week off is when I really get to be able to socialize right and so in a weird way that is like my time that I can like make for others mm -hmm. to make me feel good yeah, I don't know if totally. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And when I've taken like the Myers-Briggs test, I test is like 51% introverted and 49% extroverted. And the big difference obviously between introverts and extroverts, like introverts get their energy from being alone. Extroverts get their energy being with other people. So I, I assume you're very similar to me where it's like, we like a good balance of both of like getting to take mm -hmm. our baths and take time for ourselves. Like for you, you love to read for me. I'm like, I could journal for hours on end, but also seeing people helps us like balance ourselves out again. And yeah. It's interesting in everything that you mentioned, um, it's all like quality time with yourself, which I know mm -hmm. is like top love language. And it's something we actually talked about on the podcast like two weeks ago. I talked about how you can use your love languages to help you manifest the things that you want. And that's basically exactly what you're doing. Like if your top love language is quality time, like how can you spend quality time with the things that you want, whether that's like planning out a wardrobe you want, planning out like, you know, you you and I have like built Teslas online so many times until <laughs> yes. I actually ordered one, right? So it's like, that's like spending quality time. Um, and I just love that. So you can, for everybody listening, I would go back to that episode I did maybe a week or two ago about the love languages and use some of that and tie it into your self-care rituals. That could be super beneficial because it's like, that's just a cheat code of like, okay, it's self-love, self-care, duh, go to the love languages. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, especially since, like you had mentioned, if everything is a relationship, you need to be able to have, like, almost figure out the love languages and how you work them with yourself as well as with others. I know, like, when, you know, when you talk on the love languages, it's typically, like, how you do it with your significant other, but you can right. very easily apply that to yourself. 
Yeah, definitely. And just thinking about all of that, I'm like, wow, I do this all the time for myself without even realizing. So this is going to be a really valuable tip for everybody because when you're just intentional about it, it's even more powerful. But for me, my self-care rituals really look like having good quality alone time and quality time is my top love language as you guys know because I talked about that in the episode so for me it's like doing a witchy bath ritual like usually when I'm taking a bath I cast a spell with it because there's a lot of like water spells that you can do or um I don't know I will cook something I love to make like vegan stuffed peppers and like that's a ritual for me because I'm like just spending time in the kitchen whatever um and that's when I feel really filled up and same thing of why affirmations work so well for me when it comes to manifestation it's because words of affirmation is like my second or third one as well so that's a really great hack for you guys um something I wanted to bring into this conversation that we briefly mentioned is priorities and this is something you and I have been talking about I feel like for like the the last nine months on and off at least yeah at least our priorities will like they'll shift and then they'll kind of go back and they'll rearrange and so we have this conversation a lot but priorities are huge and so when it comes to self-care and self-love that has to become one of your priorities for it to be a non-negotiable in your life. Because when shit hits the fan it's really easy for us to just throw out like self-care throw away the journaling, throw away the reading, throw away taking the baths because you're just trying to focus and live your life. But if you make it a priority to take care of yourself, then that's just going to be your standard. So what's your take on priorities? What do you feel like your priorities are right now? And what does that look like in your life? Let me see. I think recently my priorities have been shifting a little bit. I think I have been, um, moving up the self-care slash quality time slash alone time, I feel like I've been moving that up on my priority list a little bit more. Not that it was not a priority previously, but um, something that I has like always been my priorities has been like my connections and relationships and like my friendships. And recently um, I have learned that I need to be able to like set up some boundaries with the people in my life in order to escalate my want and need of having more self-care and self-love for myself. Mm, yeah, the boundaries kind of as a huge part to play in this. And like, for me, I, I like to look at it as like top three for everything, like top three priorities, top three feelings you would get when your manifestation drops and whatever. So like, for me, top three priorities, we all know health and fitness is one of my OG ones, super important to me. Um, my own, like myself is a priority taking care of myself. And then my relationships, whether it's like romantic friendships, um, certain family members, whatever. And in order for you to have several priorities, maintain them and prioritize them in a proper way, you have to have boundaries or else it's just not going to balance out. So how do you feel like you implement boundaries? What do they look like for you? So recently, so this is something I'll speak on because I know that, I know that this is a topic that you know much more in depth, but recently I have noticed that in my life in general, I have been overworking myself and um, spreading myself too thin. I noticed that maybe back in like May slash June-ish. Mm -hmm. um, and so recently I've been having, I had conversations. Um, I had a specific very long conversation <laughs> with one of my really good friends um, from my childhood that um, I felt like was not fully respecting my time as well as the space that I needed in order to live my life, cope with work and do the things that I want to do. And so I sat, so I like made a list and I sat down in a very conversationalist way with them and was like, listen, like, these are some of the things that I need from you. I need like some better communication. And I also need a little more respect from you of my time because I don't want there to be any like resentment between us. Um, but so I just wanted the conversation to come across as like not aggressive and not blame placing um, yeah. since we both had some fault in the, in like our friendship kind of um, dwindling a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, I wanted to make sure that I was setting the boundaries with them. Um, and I have done it with 
some of my family members as well, like my parents, in order right. to really um, just make sure that I am prioritizing myself. Um, and you know that it, and it hurts. And, you know, it seems like change, like there's going to be a lot of change, but um, ultimately it was for the best for me to just to be able to have those conversations. And I feel like most of the time conversations like that go better than what you expect they will, but it's hard not to overthink them sometimes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say about all of this, like boundaries that you set with friends or family members, it's all tied back to communication. And I think that's super important. That's the healthiest way that we could set not only priorities, but boundaries is just simply communicating. And I think we forget oftentimes that people can't just read our minds and that we have to actually tell them what we want mm. and what we need sometimes. So that is such a powerful thing. One thing I want, I would love you to talk about and tell people about, because obviously I know the ins and outs of like these conversations you've had, but how did you feel before you sat down to have the conversation with your friend about putting boundaries in place? Oh, I was a nervous wreck. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was very scared. Um, I was also, uh, I did have some anger that flew up as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just almost felt like an overload of emotions. I went through really a few phases of different emotions before I had that conversation. But, um, but once I did it, like once I had the conversation, I felt so much better afterwards. I had a lot more hope for how, you know, our relationship was going to go. And I was starting to hope for the best and hoping that, you know, that friend like will respect my boundaries a little bit more. Um, I think with that friend, I had, had known them for a really long time. And I don't think I ever really set the boundaries I needed with them. Um, like originally, I don't think I ever set boundaries. And so, and I don't think I, with a lot of people, I don't think I ever really did. So now as I am becoming more self-aware of what I need, I have been able to now start setting the boundaries, whether it's, you know, better late than ever, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. But yeah, lots of emotions go through conversations like that because there's always the fear of like, oh, oh I, you know, like I don't want to lose this friend, but like what if this just turns into an argument? And then, you know, you almost have to be prepared to accept the worst consequence, but hope for the best consequence. Totally. And I think, and I'm so glad you shared that with everybody because it's like, we all feel so fucking scared to have those kinds of conversations, mm -hmm. communicate our needs and our boundaries. And even just telling people they said something that upset us, like, oh, hey, you said this. I really didn't like that. It made me feel this kind of way. I associate this way you speak to me with these feelings because of this in my past, right? You never know how people are going to react. And this is a conversation I've been having with a lot of people and a lot of clients recently. Um, and one of my clients specifically wanted to tell her family members something, but had no idea how they were going to react. And she was really afraid of the negative what ifs. And I'm like, you have absolutely no idea how they're going to respond. So even just trying to put together a scenario of what it might look like is just a whole waste of time. And this really reminds me of the idea that like, once you decide you want something, once you decide on a desire or a manifestation, the best plan of action is to just take action right away because it's the process between deciding and doing that we create the overthinking, right? It's like deciding you are going to have the conversation and set boundaries and then doing it. It's the space in the middle where we start to freak the fuck out. Um, and so with manifestation and like pursuing your goals in life, it's so effective for you to just go do the damn thing. So you don't even have time to think about it. Uh, boundaries is obviously a little bit different because you need to kind of flesh out the details and figure out what you're going to say and stuff like that. But I think it's just like an important life lesson that goes with it. Boundaries are so fucking important because if you don't have them, then people are just going to be running all over you unconsciously. Like they're not even going to be trying to, but it's like, you don't have that foundation of self-love. You don't have that foundation of prioritizing you and what you need that to look like. And so it's just, it's just not going to pan out well. So we have to uh, brave the unknown and have those conversations. Into the thick of it. 
into the thick of it. That's how it goes, into but it's important. It. And one thing I liked that you mentioned is like a lot of times it, it ends up going well. It's like it ends up working out. Like people are typically receptive. They're like, oh, they don't want the friendship to end. They don't want to never speak to their child again, right? They don't want, you know, people don't want the ending or the leaving. So a lot of times people are willing to make the changes required. And one thing that you and I talked about a lot before you had that conversation was just the way that you communicate boundaries is so important. Like the tone that you go in with it, the things you say, not accusing people and just really taking responsibility for your feelings makes people a lot more receptive to the messaging. Yes, I 100% agree. I feel like this is going to sound really therapisty, but like <laughs> using like I feel statements and bringing like emotion into it, that pathos, instead of it just being like, like logical or blame placing, like you did this to me, I don't like that. Like expressing it in like, when you do this to me, I, this brings up these emotions and I feel this way and it doesn't feel nice. And mm -hmm. you just gotta, you gotta have supreme communication as you get older in order to really be successful in almost every aspect of your life. You do. And I, that communication has been like the biggest thing on my mind the last few months. And everybody knows I did uh, an episode a couple, like three weeks ago or so about communication. And one thing I love asking myself, and I talked about this in the episode, is just asking like, how would my higher self be communicating? How would my next level self respond to this annoying ass message I got? Or like, how would my next level self respond to this thing someone said that really triggered me? Or like, would they freak out and scream and throw a fit and call them and cuss them out? Absolutely not. Like that is not a higher self thing to do. And uh, I associate your higher self a lot with being a more mature uh, version of you who's grown a lot. And so the more intentional we can be about having time for ourselves and making sure our cup is full, that will also help you not freak out at people because you're like cool, calm, and collected. You can also communicate your boundaries in a really healthy way. And all of that's just going to help you level up in general. 100%. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. That he's seeing that TikTok audio. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love that. So another thing that Caleb and I have been discussing very often recently is all things intimacy, which is so funny um, mm -hmm. because well, we don't have the best examples of intimacy in our lives. So for me personally, my parents got divorced. Um, wasn't uh, <laughs> always exactly the most loving relationship to even observe in the first place. And so I just grew up without really having that much of an example of it. And a lot of people in my life, like most of my friends, their parents are divorced and not remarried. And so we've just been having this conversation since I had a breakup about what a partner would mean to me, what I would want, what intimacy looks like, and all of that. So we've been diving into some really interesting stuff. And, um, and even intimacy issues, right? So this is something yes. Caleb and I joke about a lot where it's like, we crave intimacy, but we're terrified I, of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely mortified of intimacy Absolutely. in almost any way. In almost any way at this point, I just... <laughs> stay away <laughs> just stay away from me so this is like really great shadow work that we've been talking about like oh we push this away even though we want it and why and like what could it mean and we pull it all apart and some big things that I have realized from looking at my intimacy issues is I have control issues and sometimes when oh, you're like yes oh yeah when you're like so deeply in love you're like in a very vulnerable place and then there you don't feel like you have a control on the situation so it's control issues or trust issues that come with it. And it's just been really eye-opening having these conversations. What has been your takeaways from talking about intimacy, Caleb? Yeah, definitely. So some of my biggest takeaways, I think the first and biggest one is um, recognizing that I have intimacy issues. Um, I, <laughs> um, you know, I used to, and maybe let me say it in a way of, I didn't realize how how deep the intimacy issues went and how they can spread through a lot of different parts of my life. Mm -hmm. um, like seeing how I, I am not very good at accepting love, whether it be 
words of affirmation from friends or physical touch from family members or, you know, just in many forms, I have seen that I reject intimacy a lot. And something that I've said in my mind for a long time is that I'm not good at accepting love. I have just had a lot of issues in my past with both of my parents that have really made intimacy hard for me. Um, and so now that I have been working on those issues, I've been seeing that I need to be able to trust the friends and significant and the possible significant others like I need to be able to trust them from the get-go mm -hmm. or I'm just gonna end up getting hurt one way or another because you, there's just gonna be issues in right whatever relationship that it is if I am not able to allow intimacy to occur mm -hmm. yeah it's like you're kicking it off with a wobbly foundation if we don't heal ourselves exactly and this is the exactly why people say like you need to love yourself first right because yes. if you're going into a relationship where you don't feel super solid in your self-love you're walking into a relationship with a really cracked surface and i am speaking from experience with that and it's like things can you can develop just different habits that are toxic different ways of communicating or it's like you develop certain attachments where your self-love comes from whatever your partner is feeding to you which then creates codependent um uh, behavior. So it's like, there's so many things that can come from it. And that's why I'm really stressing self-love here and why we're having this episode. It's so absolutely important. And I love the self-awareness aspect of all of this because it just forces us to be aware on another level. I remember when we started having this, these kinds of conversations, this was a long time ago. Like you guys, Caleb doesn't even like, like hugging people. <laughs> oh my God. No, there is, there is four people in my life that I allow to hug me. Mm -hmm. Four people. Four I'm one people. of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Michaela is one of them. <laughs> um, and so it's so important to look at this stuff because part of our subconscious will always be rejecting or self-sabotaging any love dynamic if we're afraid of intimacy because anything that like even smells like intimacy or love we're going to be like oh panic danger we can't handle that we don't want that that's dangerous push it away make a mistake run away forever <laughs> it's like that's not what we want because our desire is to be in like really healthy and loving relationships so again, this ties back into self-love with like just having that solid foundation for yourself before you move into like a loving dynamic with another person. Yes, absolutely. And one thing, I think this is a great way to transition kind of into our other topic um, um, on our list. I yes. think we should bring up our list here soon. But so we'll get into the list a little bit more. But one of the things that um, we have found that we like in a significant other or maybe even just in a friendship with intimacy mm -hmm. in general is that we want to be able to feel safe with that person yeah. and but then when you think about that you need to be able to like feel safe with yourself as well you need to be able to feel like you can you know have the thoughts like have good thoughts within yourself and be able to trust yourself that you like things are going to go well for you and that um you can just continue to kind of change that mindset in order for you to just to feel good about yourself. And that's something that, I mean, I know myself personally for a long time, I never felt good about myself and I never sometimes even felt safe with my thoughts. And yet here I am now after doing so much, so much work and I have a lot to go, but um, don't <laughs> but, we all, <laughs> don't we all, unfortunately healing is a journey and not just like a, like a two day trip. But, I know rude. <laughs> yeah. But like, but just as you had said, you need to be able to be good with yourself first before you can fully be able to give to others the way that they deserve to be given to. Totally. Yeah. Because like, if you aren't even being honest with yourself, you almost can't show up for other people, you know, and I'm thinking of a really specific example from like, oh man, I, I hope you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. I think it was from like June. Um, I was like kind of in denial about some things going on in my life and really confused. And so I wasn't talking to anybody about anything. And Caleb was like, 
are, are we okay? Like, what's going on? Why aren't you talking to me? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't even know what's going on myself. Yeah. And so it's like when we are being avoidant or we are in denial about certain things, it's like you can't show up in a healthy way in those relationships. And then you have the people in your life who you love deeply wondering what the hell is going on, you know? So it's really important for us to first and foremost, be honest with ourselves and develop that intimacy with yourself where you are willing to admit what's going on, what you want, what you don't want, so you can move forward with those relationships. Exactly. It's super important. So let's talk about the list. Yes. I love our list. Okay. I do too. Oh, I love it. So this is a masterpiece that Caleb and I created while we were in Miami. So the Miami special. The Miami special. So basically, just to fill you guys in on the tea, I just finished reading this book and oh, it was by my bed. Now it's not. I think it's called The Power of the Pussy. Uh, I will link it in the show notes for you guys. Um, so you can look at it and just buy it off of Amazon. And it's basically a book on how to like stand in your power as a woman um, or just like stand in your feminine energy and attract men who are high level men that are actually like, worthy and deserving and like next level humans. Anyways, part of this book, it gave this exercise um, where you make a list of all of the characteristics you want in an ideal partner. And then you boil it down to the top 10 most important things to you. So this is something that Caleb and I did when we were in Miami, just because we've been having all these conversations lately. And we were like, you know what? We should get clear on these top priorities. And one thing I love about the list is it, it doesn't include physical aspects. So when you're looking at a partner, obviously you're like, yeah, I want them to be fucking hot. Like, of course. Um, but when you make your list, it really looks at who are they as a human being? What kind of human being do I value outside of looks and money and status and success and all of that? So we got to make these beautiful lists and we actually made our own like different version of it where we made two. So Caleb and I each have our own individual list of 10 things. And then we have, what do we call our bare minimums, which it's like, this goes without saying that this is just what is a part of a good and healthy relationship. So let me pull up the list. Um, okay. So I'm going to read you guys our bare minimum standards, and then I'm going to share mine. And then Caleb, are you comfortable sharing yours? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So our bare minimum standards, these are the things that go without saying. So we didn't feel like we needed to put them in our individual list because it's like we would not be with people or even consider them in the first place if this wasn't the bare minimum, okay? So we have respect because obviously I am not going to talk to somebody who doesn't respect me. Mm. <laughs> um, the second is trust, which goes back to what Caleb was saying earlier. If there isn't that element of trust from the get-go, you're walking in in a wobbly foundation. We then included health and fitness focus because those are priorities in our lives. We added acts of service, which is one of the love languages, as you guys know. And that's just something that we both found that we really valued out of people. It's like, you should be with somebody who wants to do nice things for you. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's the bare minimum. <laughs> um, our fifth one is flexibility and compromise because in a relationship, there's always going to be things you need to compromise on because it's a two-way street, whether this is a romantic relationship or a friendship, you know, there's going to be things that happen um, that you have to meet in the middle if it's going to be a, a relationship that is sustained over time. And then the last one that we said that Caleb also brought up earlier is feeling safe and feeling like protected by somebody. One thing that we found, we were, you guys, okay, we were literally sitting in Miami in this really fancy vegan restaurant with this couple sitting behind us, like making out <laughs> over cake at the table. Like they were super cute. Like their love languages were definitely physical touch. Um, and oh, yeah. he was leaning in they were looking mighty in love 
Oh yeah, they were given the eyes. It was like a whole oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, okay, so then there's just us two, like eating fucking brownie Sundays at our table, googling <laughs> what is intimacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that couple for starting a good conversation oh, between us. Oh, for real. We when needed this, it. I know, right? When this episode goes live, I might post the video of them. They were cute. <laughs> they were. They were adorable. But anyway, so we started this conversation, and I. I literally Googled, what does it mean to like have intimacy with somebody? What does that look like? And the two biggest things that came up were you don't feel judged. So you feel accepted. Uh, and then safety, which is the last one on our bare minimum. It's like, you should feel safe with this person. And that goes kind of with trust. Like you should feel like safe confiding in them. You should be feeling safe that you can be yourself with them. And those are just our bare minimums okay they had respect trust health and fitness focused uh, so basically they care about themselves uh, acts of service flexibility or compromise and feeling safe those were the bare minimum standards so when i want when you guys make these lists you can have however many you want on your bare minimum of just like what are like the necessities that you think go without saying in a relationship and then when you make your list of 10 that's going to be like really unique and specific to you so caleb do you want to share your 10 first sure yeah so the first three on my list are basically all about communication, just in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so my first one is having good banter between the two of us slash them being funny. Um, I'm just a silly, goofy person, like always in a silly, goofy mood. I'm and always so, in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> silly, goofy mood. So like, I need someone who can like match that and like just be funny and silly with me. Mm -hmm. um, we are never one, serious. So oh, like, no. we have to have someone funny. Have to. Um, my next one was just overall communication. Um, communication in the sense of like being able to speak your mind on something that's bothering you or being able to almost like emotional communication mm. um because I think that's something so important I don't want someone who's going to like hold back their thoughts and feelings um I need you to like be able to tell me up front like what it is you're feeling why you're feeling that way Yep. Um, my next one is being a good conversationalist slash <laughs> um, intellectual in the sense of like having like big picture conversations, like looking, I don't know, talking about aliens or right. anything, something that's like bigger. Um, my next ones after that are not about communication. Um, they, I have adventurous, sympathetic, something that's really important. My next <laughs> one, something that's really important for me Um is music music is one of my like core like most important like self-love things um that i do i absolutely love music um priorities i need the love language priorities. for you <laughs> it almost is at a seventh like um <laughs> <laughs> but um the good I need them to have like at least a similar music taste or mm -hmm. it's just not gonna work out i <laughs> cannot if like I cannot deal with country music. I absolutely, I am one of those people who like hates country music. And if they are like, if their Same. main music is country, like they're, they're out, they're off, they're automatically <laughs> disqualified from the competition. Like they're just simply not in the running. Yes. Um, you guys, Caleb is a music genius. He makes all of my playlists. I cannot yes. make a playlist to save the life of me. He has one on Spotify that I think a couple of people follow. Which Some is people randomly lit. do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. Yeah. Well, I have like I have like 20 playlists and some of them are really I don't know. They're all over different occasions. They're pretty yeah. lit. Well, unless they're the sad ones, because Caleb is a Scorpio, so <laughs> shout out if you find me on Spotify somehow, go to my Scorpio songs playlist. That that is one I think one of my most solid playlists because <laughs> it'll get me in my feels any day I'm like one of those people who can like listen to sad music like while I'm like just having a good day like I will listen to like SZA <laughs> whatever I will listen to like SZA or Janae Aiko and I will literally sit there and like feel like crying and then I'll be and then I'll like have a conversation with someone and like have a great day like I don't know talk about low vibrations <laughs> talk about hey, hey, hey. high vibrations okay uh, um, I'll link Caleb's Spotify for you guys uh, he does have really great playlists and you guys can listen to I have I think there's two I well maybe there's one there's my workout playlist and then there's our like road trip one yeah there's a road trip one there's one from our 
like vacation from the Bahamas. I'm pretty sure there's one from another trip um, from Cali. I'll just be making playlists. Yeah, mm-hmm. truly. So music is on Caleb's list. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, being an active listener is really important to me. Um, a trend that I found in a lot of my friendships is that um, I absolutely despise when like you'll be having a conversation with someone and they'll be like on their phone oh, or like not right. making good eye contact. Ooh, that gets me riled up. And so um, I need you to be able to like sit there, look me in my eyes and like listen to what I have to say and actually like comprehend what I'm saying. Not just like, not just <laughs> listening to respond. Not just the empty behind like, the eyes. Listen. Yeah, no glossy eyes for me, please. Absolutely um, not. But I also, one thing I want to say about that one, while we were in Miami, we were visiting Caleb's mom who now lives in Fort Lauderdale and we were all having dinner one night and she was talking and Caleb and I were sitting next to each other, like actively listening oh, yeah. to her. We we're like shaking our heads. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, right. I- um, being active listeners and she was so weirded out by it. She was like, you guys are just shaking your heads and agreeing and, and responding. And Caleb literally goes, yeah, we're actively listening. And she yeah. said, yeah. She, said I'm, she said, I'm not used to that. So while it's on Caleb's list and some people might hear that and think like, oh, that's like a bare minimum. Like, oh, duh, that's not something that everybody is used to, which is crazy, but it's really mm-hmm. important. And that's why I find value in sharing these lists. Okay, go on. Yes. <laughs> okay. My next one um, is being perceptive. And I think that kind of comes from my Scorpio-ness, but like, mm-hmm. I want someone who is able to like notice when maybe I'm acting a little weird or like my or like someone's body language is off or mm-hmm. just like someone that just like really knows almost like the in and outs of how I work um as well as being overall perceptive in like the day-to-day like they someone who like maybe almost pays attention to detail mm-hmm. um not just someone who just like sits there and like dissociates for 30 minutes and then they just like pop back and they're like oh we're at Chili's now or whatever I don't know <laughs> wherever you're going um, Chili. <laughs> Not even yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought of Chili's. No, I do not. Uh, for, for the viewers, I do not support Chili's, really. I don't. I just, it was the first restaurant that came into my head. Just, um, to, just for the record. Just for the record. Let me set that one straight. I also do not like Arby's, so, but that's another, we can have a whole other podcast on that. Um, it's a no from me. Anyway, I'm going to just keep going on. Um, yep. <laughs> um, my next one um, is being ambitious i want someone i guess these next two can kind of go together um ambitious as well as having passions or being interesting i want someone who has a good drive someone who doesn't like being stagnant for very long someone who like has goals and dreams and thinks big and like wants to accomplish things um and someone that's like almost in a sense ever changing and always just trying to get better which is something that you and i both are we are someone who are constantly always trying to improve ourselves always trying to go to the next best version of ourselves and trying to do the next best thing and i need someone who will be able to match that energy um because i don't want to have someone dragging behind me which is i know something that you can relate to as well michaela and i think i think some of those are on your list as well yes they are yeah you guys will see our list um kind of overlap a bit because we were obviously working on these together, but I think those are so important. And um, I'll talk about that on my list too, but it's like when you are a very ambitious person, you have a lot of big dreams. You almost need to be with somebody who can match that energy or part of your soul is going to feel like it's being trapped or like, or there's going to be that element. And maybe, and this is just shadow work you can work through as well of like the dimming your light to fit in vibe of like, oh, well, I'm, I'm so much more ambitious or passionate, but like now I feel bad. And so it's like, you obviously want to work on that shadow, but you also want somebody who is going to like, like run the race with you. Yes, absolutely. You need someone who can just match you. Who's you know, a good energetic and spiritual and goal-driven match. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. dream. A twin, one may say. Yeah. <laughs> twin. yeah, I do say that I want to date like me. Like I love, like I, like I thought, like I put together one time, like a, um, like a perfect match, like astrological placement, like Zodiac sign for me. And I wanted someone with a Scorpio moon because I have a Scorpio moon and I want someone to like, be able to relate to like that really intense and 
and sometimes annoying emotional side of me. <laughs> <laughs> Not annoying, never. I know one thing that Caleb and I are talking about in Miami, it's like, we were like, wow, we really base our standards of dating off of each other because we're mm-hmm. such good. Like me and Caleb are like ride or die best friends. And so it's like, we are such good friends to each other as well. We're like, this is the standard moving forward. And it's like, that is so, so important because it's like, with your best friend should almost feel like somewhat of a soulmate, right? And then that you want that to carry over in a romantic relationship as well. Yes, you definitely do. I still remember the comment I made where I was like, <laughs> where I was like, yeah, I want someone. I was like, I basically want someone to be like the person I want to date next to be exactly like you. And I was like, except a couple things. <laughs> you, you guys, we were literally on a walk at midnight uh, in Miami. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I, want, I would want someone like you, but like change two things. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and yeah, let's no just, shade, no shade. <laughs> let's just specify. He said one of the things he would want is for his partner to like do the dishes and I don't do dishes. So it was like, yeah. it's like innocent things. <laughs> Nothing that yeah. I'm taking to the fuck grave but (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's so funny okay so uh this is my list you guys um we're gonna work our way how do we want to work this all right hot and ready at the very top they need to be okay this is like a tmi you guys um they need to Mm -hmm. be like sexually aware of themselves and like what they want and how they want to explore that because, and this is something we can talk about on the podcast more. If you guys are interested, I'm really big on like orgasmic more manifestation where like you can manifest things when you're having an orgasm. And so like being in touch with yourself, like in a sexual way is actually super important. And it's something a lot of people feel shame about. They have weird limiting beliefs about. So it's another layer of yourself that you have to look at. And that is super important to me and very important for something I look for in a partner. So on my list, it literally says kinky, but I mean, like <laughs> be sexual. than like, that. Yeah, like know what what you want and be in touch with yourself in that way because that also shows me that you're like very hyper self-aware, which you guys know is really important to me. And like you're hyper aware of your desires, super important. So that's one on my list. All right, my next one is that they are an overachiever and go above and beyond for me. So I mean an overachiever in the sense of like something Ed Milet talks about, which I really love. He's a podcaster, a businessman. Um, he's one of my business mentors. He talks about this idea of always doing one more. At the gym, if you're doing 10 reps, do 11. If you're drinking like a gallon of water, can you drink a gallon and a half a day? Where can you always do one more? Make one more phone call, go on one extra or walk a day, whatever, just to always be a better version of yourself. And so I want a partner who's willing to do that in their lives, but who's also willing to do that for me, like whether they want to go one step above and beyond to really like woo me or wow me, or just like show me how much they appreciate me, whatever. So that's very, very important to me. Effort is huge in my world and your actions speak a lot louder than your words. So that's why that one's on my list. The next one I put is accommodating. And this one, um, I have to give an explanation for specifically because you're probably thinking like, what the hell do you mean accommodating? Like stay at their house? No, (laughs) I don't mean that. I mean accommodating by, in the sense that when we are, let's say me and a partner are in a certain like social dynamic and I feel uncomfortable, like maybe I don't know everybody there. Like I said, I'm 51% introverted, 49% extroverted. So it just kind of depends on the day. And that is straight my Gemini rising right there. (laughs) Depends what side of me that you're going to be getting. Um, So when they're accommodating, they're just very aware of how I could be feeling, like very intuitive about how I could be feeling in a situation. And again, go above and beyond to make sure I'm comfortable. So make sure that like in that situation, they're always by my side or they're introducing me to people or they're making sure I'm taken care of being vegan. They make sure I have vegan food, like whatever it might be, they're going above and beyond just to ensure my comfort. Um, Yeah. So another effort thing. The next thing on my list I have is ambitious, which we already talked about. Another one I said is affectionate. Like I think I'm amazing. I know I'm amazing and I want them to think I'm amazing and I want to hear them say I'm amazing. (laughs) Uh, We love the words of affirmation. Okay. 
That one's pretty simple. I put attentive and this goes back to like one thing that Caleb said is like, we just hate a bitch who is on their phone when hanging out. I can't. I feel like it's so disrespectful of the person's time and energy. And that is like very, very offensive to me. I don't like to split my attentions. Um, And yeah, so when they're attentive to me, that means they're being an active listener. They're not on their phone and they're not, they're exactly what Caleb said. Like they're actually comprehending what I'm saying. And they're not just responding with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're having a conversation. They remember things that I say, um, just being attentive. Then I put a conversationalist, which Caleb already explained. I also had adventurous on my list. I love to like lay in bed and be lazy, but I also love to travel. So I have that itch to roam the world and I want my person to have that as well. And then my last two are ones that Caleb talked about as well. One of them is be passionate and be interesting. You need to have things that you are passionate about. And I honestly feel like you just need to be interesting to like be a conversationalist or you're not going to have anything to talk about. And uh, I love to talk a lot. Caleb does too. And so it's like, you guys have to be able to keep up. <laughs> you guys being our future potential partners. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the very last one, again, is strong communication, which we've been talking about this whole episode. And what I've been talking about the last couple of weeks in the podcast, communication is so fucking important to me. You need to be able to communicate your goals and the things you're excited about, but also the things that upset you and trigger you and the things you don't like or things that you want to work on. Because at the end of the day, a relationship is a partnership and you should be a team, right? You want to work on things together. And if there is not a solid foundation of communication there, you're not a team. Like there's just like no um, battlefield that you guys are even stepping on together. It just, it simply doesn't exist. The limit doesn't exist. So that is my list. And I love these so much. First of all, Caleb and I had so much fun making these lists, but they were also very, very difficult. And that's why I really wanted to share what we had talked about because I, we were driving from Miami to Fort Lauderdale working on these. And I was like in the passenger seat, Googling like dream boyfriend list just to get ideas from other people of like what characteristics we expect in a relationship. Because all of the dynamics that we have seen in our life are basically the bare minimum or less than that. So it forces you to have a higher standard moving forward. It forces you to really think like, well, what could a a very healthy dynamic look like? And what kind of person do I want to be with? And one thing I really just want to mention um, as we're like finishing up here is that once you make this list, it's not that you make this and it's some unrealistic expectation for someone else to match. You are also expected to match this. If you cannot match those 10 yourself, you cannot expect somebody else to, because if you're out of alignment with that, you're not going to attract somebody who's in alignment with that. So if I'm saying on my list that I want somebody with strong communication. I need to be able to communicate my desires, my triggers, all of the things. If I want somebody who's ambitious, I need to be constantly ambitious, passionate, interested in something. So make this list. And part of your self-love routine is going to be working on this, working on your bare minimums with yourself and working on your partner list. And that's the list. That's it. The famous list. It's the Miami special. The Miami special. I, I love it. Is there anything else you want to leave with the listeners on self-love, boundaries, intimacy, anything? Um, let me think. I'm sure I can pull together a little final words. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think overall, just one of the things that I have been learning through the whole healing process, through our work on intimacy and our trust and control issues that are always popping back up. <laughs> um, I think overall, you just really need to be able to almost what we've just been saying over and over again, trust and love yourself. And then be able to And once you kind of have that down, just be able to emanate that to others. And just, it's just always so great to be the best version of yourselves. And like, you just need to be able to take time for yourself and just, just do you put yourself first, just put yourself first. And then you can put others second. And then hopefully you will end up with some successful and amazing relationships, friendships, coworkers, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. How can somebody be obsessed with you when you're not obsessed with you? Exactly. Always do it first. 
I, I love that. And the last thing I want to leave with you guys is that all of this self-love, love, relationships, intimacy, it all boils down to, for me, like very honest communication. There has to be an honest communication about where you don't love yourself and what are the things that you do want to work on. There needs to be honest communication of the things that you love about yourself. You know, we talked about appreciating yourself at the very beginning of this. You have to be honest with yourself and be like, yeah, I actually really love that part of me. Like, I love that I'm really considerate. I love that I'm very thoughtful and appreciate that. Same thing with other people. Honest communication um, around what triggers you, what upsets you, and what you really enjoy. And something that I've been working on a lot lately is just telling the people in my life, I'm proud of you a lot more often because I don't think any of us hears that often enough. Um, and we certainly don't tell ourselves that often enough. So I'm working on that as well. So if you guys walk away with anything, I want it to be what Caleb said, put yourself first, work on you. I want you to think about what I'm saying here of like very honest communication and make your list and start working on it for yourself. It's really going to change so much in your life. We Hello? love it. Oh, there Hello. you are. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're just like soaking in the good vibes, the love vibes now, talking about all of this. <laughs> Such a great time. Okay, Caleb, thank you so much for coming on and rambling with me about the conversation we've had every day for the last two months. <laughs> we talk about this stuff a lot. You guys, with me and Caleb, we really just run topics into the ground. Like we analyze oh, yeah. every corner angle bit of it in depth. So I'm glad yep. that we could bring some of this stuff to you. If there are other things that you guys want me to bring Caleb on and ramble about, just hit us up on Instagram. Always let me know. I'm sure Caleb would love to come back and chat with us again soon what oh yeah think? i love i oh yeah i love doing this just let me know when you guys <laughs> want me back and i'll be here i'm here for you guys but i'm here for myself first uh, period. period yes we love it okay caleb <laughs> thanks for coming on i love you i'm proud of you and i'm oh. proud of this episode that we did <laughs> Me too. I love you as well. So proud of you. Keep doing great things. Oh, look at us. All right, guys. Ah. We will catch you on Friday. You will hear me talking all about all the things in our quickie episode on Friday. Thanks, Caleb, for being here. I'm sure you guys will hear from him soon and or see him on my Instagram. Actually, you will see him on my Instagram on Friday because I will be back home for the weekend. Exciting. Woo! Yay! Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you on Friday. Have a lovely evening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.